Hey, this is Eddie Pence, a comedian, actor from Los Angeles, co-host of The Ralph Report on Patreon.com. I'm uh, a guest today on the Talking Codswallop podcast. Please listen. Welcome to this week's Talking Codswallop. I am Gemma. I'm James. I'm Andy. And with us today, we've got a very, very special guest, and he talks a lot of non-pence, so <laughs> a few people in the Garmy are actually going to know who that is. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Mr. Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. How's it hey. going? Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Hi, Eddie. You're always welcome, Eddie. <laughs> You're the highlight of my every day. Oh, oh so, really? Uh, <laughs> Is that a good thing? Yeah. That's good. You know, for any of the listeners that don't know who you are, which shame on them if they don't. <laughs> That's quite a few people, I'm sure. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sat here quietly in the corner. <laughs> Could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, please? Um, um, I've been in the entertainment business for about 20 years doing stand-up comedy and acting and all that sort of stuff and uh i've known ralph garman probably six or seven years maybe eight years and i met him i won a contest at his radio station he used to be on the uh, the k-rock oh, radio station cool. i won a contest to open up for their big stand-up show they do once a year at the shrine auditorium where they used to host the oscars every year and that you know that was years and years ago mm. And I got to, I won that. I got to open up the show and I kind of met him there and we just sort of became buddies and I would hang out the improv where they do Hollywood Babylon. I don't know if your listeners listen to that podcast. Well, it's a Kevin Smith podcast he does. Yeah, I think all three of us do. Definitely me and James anyway. I'd hang out there because I hang out the improv anyway because I'm a comic and I would, we'd, yep. Ralph and I would shoot the crap every time we, every time we do a show, we just hang out and had a good time. And, uh, I guess he started his own thing after the K Rock stuff happened and he started his own patreon show and he just asked me to join about three or four months in because i guess he was sick of talking to himself all day long so he wanted someone to talk to and uh he asked me to do it and i was glad to jump in and you know i've been there ever since i'm going almost almost a year now i guess it'll be a year in may yeah yeah it will be i think yeah um yeah because i've i've been a listener from day one yeah so yeah, I'm that that crazy girl that you know calls in once in a while. <laughs> I'm your number one fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually. <laughs> but I mean, he's a great guy, and it's it's been I was really honored he trusted me enough to bring me in and work, do it with him like that. So it's just been it's been a real fun ride the last eight or nine months getting to know all of his fans and. The way they've accepted me and brought me in to the Garmy, and it's it's been fun. And of course, your own fan group, which is the Idiots. Yeah, the Idiots. Well. That's yeah. <laughs> I guess that's just starting now. The Idiots, <laughs> but uh, which is bril yeah. is brilliant, by the way. I can't believe no one ever thought of that before. <laughs> yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, basically, it's uh, so it's a running joke that Eddie is a bit 
of an idiot. I'm wrong about 97% of the time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say lovable idiot, though. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's why his, uh, his fan base have now been called the idiots. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you got the Garmy and the idiots. Which in the urban, the in the urban dictionary, idiots actually means uh, people who are very smart that act dumb. Ah, so oh, perfect. <laughs> there is a meaning to it. It doesn't apply here, but there is a meaning to it. <laughs> I'm just going to cut that last bit out. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, cut it out. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, one of my questions was going to be, how did you meet up with Ralph? But obviously, Oh, I covered that in the bio. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. You did, yeah. Yeah, yeah crap. Sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry. Thanks. Thanks for your time. We're four minutes in. I'm done. Bye. <laughs> to be fair, if you do the work for us, we'll be very happy, so... <laughs> If we go down and basically you've you've answered all our questions on the way. No, we can just we can get out early and grab lunch. Well, dinner for you guys, I guess. <laughs> That's it. I mean, I made a joke on on chat a few moments ago, but obviously, I'm happy to mention it. I said to Eddie, "Oh, please, could you be a guest on the show?" And he said, "You know, absolutely," which was brilliant news. And then a few moments ago, I also said to him. Could you possibly record your own audio? <laughs> so I'm I'm the most demanding host in the world. Be on my show. Record your own audio, please. Bring your own snacks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, how good is it that Eddie will do this stuff for us? You think ten out of ten on that, Eddie? Could, could you interview yourself? How do you interview yourself? <laughs> what? <laughs> what did he? What did you I just said? Say? Could you could you interview yourself? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. No, sorry. Oh, great. My, my first joke in the sorry. podcast bombed. Great. <laughs> yeah. So, so what do you do for yeah. a living again? So yeah, exactly. Gems editing. She can put our laughter straight afterwards. I record podcasts. That's what I do for a living. <laughs> <laughs> so with regards to stand-up yeah. comedy, yeah. when was it that you first realized that you wanted to be a stand-up comedian? Oh, I was like, oh my God, I was probably nine or ten i was watching uh this is the old old uh robin williams hbo special called uh, uh night at the met i believe or live at the met i don't know yeah, if you guys have seen that brilliant it was a brilliant stand-up special and uh i for i'd seen that i'd, I'd kind of snuck up and watched it and my parents hadn't let me, weren't let me watching stuff like that yet and i watched it because it's kind of dirty at the time but uh <laughs> I watched it, and I was just, like, I wa watching what he was doing. Like, I'd watched Robin Williams before doing, you know, Mork and Mindy and acting and all that stuff. But that was the first time I think I'd ever really seen stand-up comedy. And just to watch someone stand on stage and entertain people for an hour just talking. Uh, I was like, oh, I want to do that. That seems fun. And I just had always wanted to do that ever since. And I was always looking for ways to try to do it. And, I, you know, I went to college and grad school and I was I moved out to Los Angeles to go to film school and I while I was at film school I just I started doing some open mics because I'd always wanted to and I was afraid to do it because it's it's an intimidating thing to start stand-up is like so intimidating to start but once you do it you realize oh the worst these people can do is not laugh at me <laughs> that's not hard <laughs> people don't laugh at me all the time that's a big deal but once you get past that fear then it's like oh okay then you have that freedom just to keep getting up and trying new things and doing whatever you want. And I, I, I did it and I was hooked from the moment I started doing it. And I've been in LA now 22 years and I've been doing stand up 21 of those years. So Excellent. that's amazing, isn't it? You know, I, I love it. I love to hear people's backstory. Um, but I also love to hear when, you know, like you've had that dream 
for such a from such a young age oh and yeah you fulfilled it as well you know it's everything i've ever like i, I met a lot of comics out here that they sort of picked it up later in life or they were always interested in it but like I've been wanting to do it since I was a kid. Like, it was all I ever wanted to do. And then to finally get brave enough to try it and then realize you can do it. And then you kind of make money and then you can make a living at it. I mean, it's just like you're living your dream. You know, it's not a great living, but it's, it's still a living. But It's a bit better than my living. So. <laughs> and when you were at school, did you uh, did you try out any routines at what during school or did you wait until you you'd left them um i was when i was in like college i was sort of i mean I, I or in high school i was i guess i was sort of the class clown a little bit of not too much because I'm, I'm sort of like by my nature i'm sort of an introvert and when i'm in crowded rooms with people i don't know i tend to just become a wallflower and amongst my friends i was always uh sort of i joke around and make them laugh but in like around strangers, I was always very introverted and shy. And getting on stage gives me, it gave me permission to sort of be who I wanted to be. And I still am that way today. Like just actually last night, we went to a alumni function uh, from my college, Virginia Tech, uh, that my wife had put together here at the Netflix building in uh, Los Angeles. And there was 200 Virginia Tech alumni. And I was just a wallflower. I just don't, like, I can't, in those situations, I just, social anxiety takes over and I just get real small and I can't talk to anybody. But if they had a stage there and asked me to go up and do 10 minutes worth of jokes, I would have had no problem doing it. It's it's a very weird situation that the stage gives me that permission to be who I want to be when I can't do that in real life. I'm quite similar in my work. You know, I don't talk to anyone, especially strangers, but stick me in a room, ask me to do a presentation and you can't shut me up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, if I'm given permission to be like that, then I'm fine with it. But I, I'm not naturally that I don't do that. So when it comes to doing stand-up, one of the biggest sort of banes, as I understand it, for any stand-up is the heckler. How do you deal with him, Andy? I love the heckler, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I do because, I mean, with stand-up comedy, you kind of get you get into your routine. Like, if it's a big show and there's important people that are watching the show and you're doing it for a showcase to get on a TV show or something like that, then you want, you don't want a heckler. You want to go up and do what you're, you're prepared to do. And that's what you want. But in a normal club setting, when you've been, you know, if you're doing show three of a five day week and you've just been up there doing your jokes and you, you kind of like the, it breaks up the monotony of the act and you can find, and sometimes you discover new things dealing with a heckler. Um, um, not a belligerent heckler. Cause if someone's super drunk, uh, they, you can't shut them up. You can't shame them into shutting up. They have to be escorted out of the room, but like normal hecklers, people just pipe up and talk a little bit. You can kind of, you can kind of get the crowd to turn on them pretty quick, and it's it, you shut them up very fast. But it it adds something to the show. It makes the show unique to that audience that's witnessing it, and they know that when they're watching. Like, okay, this doesn't happen every time. So um, I enjoy the heckler a little bit because it 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 makes that show special, you know. And through time, you uh, you craft your retort, really, don't you? You cut your teeth in the early days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, oh, sorry. you have to. Yeah, I wasn't answering for <laughs> you then, by the way. I was <laughs> so glad you might answer for me. It's fine. Do it. You Jim's do it. an old hand this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the heck, I mean, you have to, I mean, you, when you first have a heckler and you're starting out, you, you think you know what you're doing and you, you get destroyed. You really do, because you don't know what you're doing. And you look like an idiot and you have that fear. It's like, oh my God, someone in the audience is talking. What do I do? And then you're trying to get your way out of it. And then you, you sort of, after performing enough and dealing with enough, you build up that, that callus, you know, that sort of like, 
okay, I'm on stage, I have the microphone, I'm in control. And then once you realize that, you're fine. Because if you get on stage and show fear at all, the audience will eat you alive. Like, that's that's the one thing about stand-up that's great. It's like, you're on stage, if you show any fear, you're done. Mm. You I know? saw um, Jimmy Carr a couple of years ago, and uh, he actually had one section of his show where he just turns to the audience and says, right, this is your chance to heckle me. <laughs> <laughs> just throw me what you yeah. can. And then he was, honestly, it was like watching someone play like verbal tennis. He was just happily just batting back all the yeah. tours. It, it was a I joy mean, to watch. I mean, Jimmy Carr is brilliant. And if you've been doing it as long as he has and as much as he has, there's nothing you can throw at that guy that he hasn't seen that he yeah. can't just fire right back at you. Yeah. you know? I don't know. I, I'm in a sort of disagreement very slightly because like, I'm not a huge fan of Jimmy Carr. But um, that's okay. Hits the room. <laughs> you don't have to be. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Jimmy's now heckling you, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not at all. No, we all we all have our own tastes. Yeah, I think it's his laugh that really annoys me. <laughs> yeah. No, I can yeah. understand that. Yeah, I'd rather have Alan Carr mm. over Jimmy Carr. Oh. To be honest. No, okay. he's a shame to my hometown. He really is. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it's when he's speaking, I like it. But when he starts laughing, I'm just like, oh, for God's sake. Yeah, he has a very unique laugh. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm glad we found a topic for this show. <laughs> I've also likened it to an asthmatic hyena. Yeah, I can see what you mean on that. <laughs> but then, I don't know if you know of the podcast, Eddie, uh, tell him Steve Dave. No, I'm not familiar. No, okay. Um, well, there's uh, there's a person on that podcast called Walt Flanagan, because it's all of the guys from the comic book men. Oh, comic book men. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's all to do with like Kevin Smith and whatnot. And Walt Flanagan has got... Uh, the, yeah, at first it's like a, a terrible laugh, but it grows on you. And then eventually, well, in my opinion, I just love his laugh. I would wake up in the morning to it as an alarm clock, you know? <laughs> Sounds like you already do. <laughs> I'd, I'd really like to. I haven't found the way of doing it yet, but I'm sure there's a way I can do it. <laughs> yeah, so that's really good. You know, obviously that you've got all of that behind you and, you know, <laughs> I know that sounded, that sounded so sarcastic, didn't it? I'm sorry. I just so you got the heckers out of the way. Yeah, you, you crafted that. Impress me. Uh, You're on easy street, Eddie. Keep going. It's, it's a breeze now. I got it all figured out. Well, after 22 years of doing it, I should have hoped so, basically. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like you have a heckler and you've been doing it as long as I have or Jimmy Carr, any, anybody who's been doing it any amount of time. It's like, it's like some guy going into like a, a boxing gym and who's never boxed before, and he's like gets in the ring. He's like, I'll throw some some jabs at this boxer. You're gonna get knocked out. That's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they just don't know what they're doing. And the, the worst thing, you know, going into a comedy show is getting that right balance of liquid because you don't want to be that person who catches the comedian's eye as you walk out to the toilet mid set. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always call people out when they leave the room. Yeah, if they're going, to, if they're going to the bathroom, I call them out. Yeah, <laughs> but it's fun. like there was one show I was doing at the uh, uh, it was the Irv Ir the Irvine Improv, which is down here in Orange County. It's like thirty minutes south of L.A. And a kid went to the bathroom in the middle of the show. And the, the thing is, they pump the sound of the show into the bathrooms. So I was <laughs> I was heckling him oh, while he was taking a, <laughs> and he could hear me the whole time while he was taking a piss. Uh, and he took forever to come. He took forever to come back. The, the audience was dying because they knew they could. He could hear me while he's back there in the bathroom. 
It was just, <laughs> it was so funny. Did you know at that point, or was that, you know, was that a, a surprise to you, or? Well, he he walked back in the bathroom, and then somebody in the audience is like, they had, they're they're pumping the show into the into the bathrooms. You can hear the show from the bathrooms. Like, oh, really? And then I just started going in on him. I was like, hey, don't worry, take your time trying to find your penis. It's okay. I know it takes a while. <laughs> just stuff like that, and more than three shakes, classes masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> It's like if you're in there for four minutes, you're yanking it. I know it, but but it came. But the audience was dying because it's like the, it's those special things where it's like this is happening in the moment, and the audience knows that, and you're up there just sort of making stuff up. And there's a certain energy that you are putting out, and the audience feels it. And it's a it's a different type of show as opposed to just going up there and doing your same jokes every time. You know, it, it's what makes that show unique and special, and that's that's the beauty of live performance is like every show is different. Mm. Yeah. And you've got to be quite quick thinking and sort of snappy, I guess as well. Yeah. I mean, it's just acknowledging the moment, you know, it's like, you don't have to come up with the most clever line. You don't have to think that hard or the most clever. Line. Just acknowledge the moment is the funniest thing. Whether even if you're saying, even if you deliver a joke and it bombs and no one laughs, just acknowledge the moment. Yeah. Show people that you're human yeah. and you know that was a bad one. Or you blame the audience for not laughing and go, hey, that was a funny joke, idiots. I don't know why you're not. You know, whatever you have to do, acknowledge <laughs> acknowledge the moment and show them that, oh, I know, I'm in complete control. I know what's going on. And that's enough. That'll get a laugh. I mean, just acknowledge the moment. That's just, those, yes. are, just, those are just simple improv rules to begin with, you know. Yeah. And if in doubt, blame the audience. Always, that's, always, that's always. <laughs> it's always their fault. <laughs> <laughs> and ignore the sole person who sat there with her arms firmly crossed that's the person that just that's the only person you can fixate on when you're up there like yeah. the whole world could be laughing and you just stare at the one dude with his arms crossed yeah it is hard isn't it because i know that obviously it's it's not in the same scale or anything like that but you know like back in sort of school days when you used to go up on stage and do performances and things like that you know it's like always the Anytime you were nervous, you were always told to just imagine that they're naked yeah. or whatever, you know. <laughs> but I don't know. That's I mean, that's a bit disturbing for an eight-year-old girl to <laughs> just picture everybody naked. A bit creepy. Picture all the old dudes naked there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or they're all sat on the toilet oh, or whatever. God. But yeah, you. All, I mean, that's just that's just the nature. Like you always like, hey, don't it, you know? It's because comedy is so subjective and. Not everyone's going to laugh at the same thing. And you know that going in. But you get up on stage and people are laughing. You just see the one guy not laughing. That's not in your head going, okay, he just doesn't think that's funny. You get like, okay, I got to make this guy laugh now. I got to ignore all the other people loving me and focus on the one person abusing me. That's human nature, you know? Like, we do that in relationships, too. When I do presentations and stuff, again, it's, it's not to just, not to 400 people. But when you've got that one person who's just fixated on their phone, on their yeah. laptop, and you're like, um, oh, yeah. hello? Am, am I boring you? It's, you know. Exactly. And you're like, why is he being bored? Everyone else is into it. And you're like, why can't I get this one person? And it yeah. just drives you crazy. Yeah. What is it about the 15 bullet points that you don't like? <laughs> They're not in color. Yeah. Did you want arrows instead of dots? I don't understand. A, I'm not a graphics guy, okay? I'm, I'm more about text. <laughs> I would have preferred stars rather than circles, actually. Yeah. I ain't got time for animations. Nothing's whizzing in from the left. <laughs> My dad was killed by a star. 
<laughs> so you don't know what affects people. You have no idea. You say one word and you're like, oh, it takes them somewhere else and you're screwed. Well, we were talking offline. It's like, uh, at what point in the corporate world do you have to start meetings with, you know, things like, okay, can, can everyone please get their trigger subjects and words out on the table? Please? Yeah, exactly. Could like, you go okay. around the room yeah. and give me your gender pronoun, please? You know. Yeah, you, you just like want everybody to check their BS at the door so we can all have a good time. But they don't do it. Exactly. At work today, we brought up the whole conversation about sort of transgender well not transgender as such because you know that's kind of a more accepted one and also if people want to do that people do whatever they want but it's kind of like it's kind of like the people that are turning around say say if for example i um andy decided he wanted to go in the ladies loo uh sorry toilet oh we call toilets loos okay in the uk <laughs> to be fair we have told andy to stop doing that <laughs> yeah, I think it's John, so I'm thinking it's John, it's male, it's good. <laughs> it's because the tissue is so much softer. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so basically, if he, if he turned around and he said, I identify as a female today, and he decided to just go in, carry on, do his business, whatnot. You know, so that was the whole conversation at work anyway. And then I just turned around and I went, well, this morning I woke up and I decided I was going to be a dinosaur. So, Rah! <laughs> out there. I'm species fluid. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. I, d- exactly. I demand some free roaming buffalo to eat. <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> or, you know, what kind of dinosaur did I decide I'm going to be? I'm going to be a diplodocus today with a really long neck. <laughs> Trans- um, I was going to say, tra- uh, trust. Oh my God. T Rex. Anyway, <laughs> I'm very good at speaking. Eddie. Yes, very good. Addiction is wonderful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's actually some great movie titles mentioned in the previous episode. Yeah, that's true. Especially ones about robots that come alive. Yeah. What was yeah. that called again, Gem? Yeah, I couldn't get my mouth around short circuit, oh. so it came out. It came out as short circuit. Short circuit. <laughs> and I said it like three times. Oh, you sound like me on the Ralph and report. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you're not alone. No. But going back to being like an introvert as well, I'm pretty much like that as well. It depends though, situation wise. If I'm if I've got a microphone in front of me, then I've pretty much, you know, bloom. Yeah. Really you know, blow my own trumpet. But at the same time, it's like, because we go to sort of Comic-Cons with the podcast and things, and James will know, you know, because he's been to a Comic-Con with me before, that I get incredibly shy and I can't walk up to people to interview people. Yeah, therefore, I have to give you a gentle nudge. <laughs> you do, yeah. But I, but the thing is, though, you know, okay, that first gentle nudge that you gave me was a bit awkward because <laughs> I was talking to... <laughs> I was talking to some... Uh, but you, you're a fan of Star Wars, but I was talking to a few Star Wars um, cosplayers, and although I've watched a couple of Star Wars, I'm not big into it. Yeah. So I didn't really know what to talk to them about because <laughs> I wanted to be respectful. <laughs> but you know, so I was kind of like, eh. but then you know, <laughs> moments after I spoke to a, a stormtrooper, and I was like, yeah, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was all good. It all worked out. Yeah. 
Yeah, it did. No, it was. It definitely do appreciate that little push that you gave me. But I just felt so sorry for the two guys that I initially spoke to. We did ask them if Mister Spot was in the film, and that did slightly throw them. Oh, apart. that's gonna piss them off. <laughs> I didn't no. have that, Eddie, but next time I'm going live to live long and prosper. It's the May the Force be with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously, like I said, you're big into Star Wars, so yeah, you would have made it uh, a lot easier. Not to worry, Gemma, but I know nothing about Star Wars. <laughs> I okay. just pu- I just fine. push in the direction of the people who are dressed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ghostbusters is more my thing, I like personally. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's good. And Back to the Future as well. I'm a massive nerd on Back to the Future. What's your favorite? You, what's your favorite one? The original? Or are you like all three equally? I like all three. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'd say that the first one right. is definitely my favorite, and it's even down to the point. You know, like when Power of Love comes on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah I can't think of the artist's name. Sorry, Huey Lewis. Lewis. Huey Lewis in the news. Fantastic. Thank you both. <laughs> so if I just put, you know, Power of Love by <laughs> Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when I hear that song, literally, I think straight away of him on a skateboard, sort of going over to the docks and then going, oh my God, I need to go to school, you know. <laughs> yeah, good old Marty McFly, I love him. <laughs> but yeah, I think I like all of them equally because they are very different, even though they're around the same subject. They are. They did a good job with it. Well, I think for London Comic Con, you two should probably, for my first couple of interviews, film me because I'm going to have exactly the same experience. And bearing in mind, I'm not really big into films <laughs> or comics. No. So you are going to have, you've got some comedy gold just waiting to happen. <laughs> You'll be like, what is going on here? Yeah. yeah. None of this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so you do this for fun. Oh. This, this is the biggest waste of time I've ever yeah. seen. And sorry, what does the dragon do again? <laughs> that was the thing, yeah, when I when I did get the balls to sort of interview people, if I wasn't 100% sure what their cosplay was, I said, oh, could you yeah. tell our listeners what you are dressed as today? <laughs> and it was a really sneaky way of like, oh my God, it's so amazing. Well, look what I did in front of Mike Zapsick and Ming Chen. You know, it's like, oh yeah, so yeah, don't don't live tweet me anything about walking the dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what was it, the other one? The good things or something that was the other show that <laughs> should be the good place. The good place. Yeah, yeah, the good place. So but I have legitimately done the whole Star Trek thing to a Star Wars fan before. <laughs> Oh, we definitely need to get that on uh, audio. We're yeah, kind of uh, we're digressing. To. This happens, and Eddie, by the way, uh, we uh, we digress quite a lot, so <laughs> apologies. <laughs> but yeah, we need to get that on audio, okay, when we go in, Mar- in May. <laughs> yeah, because um, in May, uh, there's a, a London Comic-Con, which... Comic-Con's in May there? They're all sort of all over the place, really, but more they're kind of summertime, you know, when right. it's really hot and everyone wants to be in <laughs> Yeah, Cosby. exactly. Well, yeah, like the, the big one here is the San Diego <laughs> yeah. Comic-Con, and it's in, usually in July when it's 100 oh, degrees out. God. As I've gleaned from the last two episodes that I've listened to, the London film, was it Film and Comic-Con is the UK's yeah, largest. Yeah, that's correct. Absolutely. Yeah, it's got two floors wow. to it, so and it's it's mahusive. <laughs> so it's not massive, it's mahusive. <laughs> By small Brit standards, yeah. it's mahusive. 
But I think it, if he came over, yeah. he'd be like, th- oh, so this is the light version. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Comic-Con Zero. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's probably not as big as San Diego, to be honest, because that is. The yeah, I think that's. The, I think that's the king it, of so. Comic Cons, I believe. But I could be wrong. I've been yeah. wrong before. Let's fact check. No, we're not going to pause the show. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening. You're uh, oh, whatever it is. I can't remember. But anyway, um, so you've also just come back from a holiday. Oh yeah, I was just. I was at Disneyland the last three days. Yeah, how was that? Exhausted exhausting it was uh you guys have you been to you guys been to disneyland before i haven't unfortunately i I went over to tampa at the beginning of this year but i couldn't afford the extra cost of like disney orlando i did the european one when i was 21 so that was quite a few years ago that's the one in france isn't it yeah paris yeah 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 i did the uh we were just at disneyland uh, in anaheim and uh for three days and it's just the park would open at 7 a.m and then close at midnight and we did that for three straight three straight days. I must have walked like eighty five miles. Oh wow. my god! And my kid, of course, he's fine with it. He's running everywhere. But I, my knees and my ankle, like I'm dying today. I'm in so much pain right now. Oh! I would have thought they would have given parents segways by now. You would think. I mean, I almost wanted to get one because if you're on a segway, you get to the front of the line. Oh, you don't have to awesome. wait in lines if you're on a segway. You can just attach your child straight to it, and you, you'd never lose them. You just yeah. You just have to have no moral compass whatsoever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's just like, oh, I get, I can, I don't have to walk at all, and I get to the front of every line. This is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a dog eat dog word out there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> have your child on a lead, yeah. 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 <laughs> and a yellow vest. Yeah. <laughs> Put a helmet on him. It's perfect. <laughs> oh no, I was thinking, was it the what you can you can take animals? What are they called the service dogs? You can sort of service child. Yeah. It's a service child. Don't. Don't pet yeah. service child. Yeah. yeah. Don't feed or distract. <laughs> oh my God, sorry. But you get right to the front. You wouldn't have to wait in a single line at Disneyland. You go right to the front. Oh, that'd be perfect. So, you know, if you can swallow that down, then yeah, go for it. <laughs> you're never going to meet these people again, are you? <laughs> no, you're not. All you got to do is be convincing enough to get the segue, and then you're golden. That's it. <laughs> Sorry, I just I've got visuals of everybody now in this chat on a segue with a small child attached to a yellow vest. Yeah, and they got baskets. You don't have to carry anything. Oh, excellent! Oh, it's perfect. it's the, probably the the best way to do Disneyland. I would imagine. Yeah, load your snacks and your drinks into the basket. Yeah, as long as you've got our smartphone attachment, so you can map everything out. And the best part is, everyone in your party gets to go to the front of the line, not just the people in the segway. So you just need one person in the segway, and then you could probably take turns sharing the segway throughout the day. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> all you need is a believable limp, and you. That's all, it. or yeah. you know yeah. something. And let's face it, after day one, it sounds like you have got a believable limp anyway yeah. with your legs. I would qualify, I think. You can yeah. mock up a doctor snake because let's face it, oh. they're not going to call you doctor, are they? No, they're not. You just, and all you do is you, what you do is you just have your someone else in your party turn the cell phone on and switch yeah. out the outgoing voicemail to a doctor's office and then just have them call and it just leaves a message. <laughs> so it looks legit. I really th- I put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> to cover the social media aspect, you need someone pretending to live tweet uh, threatening yeah. stuff to Disneyland. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could just call up Ralph Garman, and then um, yeah, basically he could start tweeting out, and then uh, see how quickly they, uh, you know, you got to oh. use him for certain things. Surely, I know. Andy. You take advantage of it. 
Show them the phone. See, see how distraught I am. Look what Ralph tweeting for me. <laughs> yeah, all the way from a different state. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag give a man a segue. <laughs> Do you want to know a fun fact? Go on, man. Okay, it's, it's not a funny fact, but a fun fact about the guy who created the segue. Go on. Paul, I know what this is probably. It's the poor bastard. Go on. Yeah, well, I'll tell it anyway. Yeah, yeah. So basically, the guy who created the Segway uh, basically was riding it alongside the cliffs and she went off the edge of a cliff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh the irony. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so he was, he actually died by, uh, Segway. sorry, not that it's funny to die. Death by anything. his own invention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, don't we all feel bad for laughing at somebody's death? I'd hate to think how Dyson's going to go. <laughs> and there is, a, and is there a better segue between life and death than riding oh. an actual segue oh. into death? <laughs> oh. I mean, is that not the best way to go? <laughs> oh, we thought you were making a joke. It's really bad. Yeah, so then we thought we were making a pun there because it's like, yeah, James has been banned from puns. <laughs> Oh, Eddie, I love having you on this show. Can you be a permanent feature? <laughs> Not that I don't love these two as well, but, you know, obviously you yeah, add... We want to we transition from being a Robin Reliant to a full-blown <laughs> car and have four wheels. <laughs> Do you have Robin Reliance in America? No, I don't think. Oh. Do you YouTube, know- um, Only Fools and Horses, and just the opening credits, there's a three-wheeled three wheeled vehicle. Uh, that's a Robin Reliant. But it's the the best UK comedy sitcom of all time. Yes. No. <laughs> yeah. Check. No, really. Don't laugh. It is. It's got its own musical and everything. Put a pony in your pocket. <laughs> Fetch the suitcase from the van. <laughs> I can't sing anymore. Eddie, you're probably terrified at this point. Yeah. It's not as bad as them as making it sound. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't ask questions, then brother, I'm your man. <laughs> anyway, so Ooh, that's the thing. It's been lovely having you on the show. Uh, you will come back. And the energy's gone. <laughs> <laughs> the energy is still here because I'm still here. Ooh, moving, right, on. On. <laughs> <laughs> moving on because I've embarrassed myself now by singing. Uh, but at least, you know, at least I've had a good old sing song. I've got a system. Pardon? Hmm? What did you say? Sorry, I didn't hear you. <laughs> So you got it out of your system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you don't... Yeah, it's like I haven't finished it there yet, so you never know. Yeah. I might start singing again in a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be humming in the background. That's it. Just, just bite down on the phone book. If you feel the urge. <laughs> God, Andy, that's really going backwards, a phone book. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to mention a brand, but I thought it might be lost on our international audience. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you'll be starting using a tablet again soon, but it actually isn't a tablet. It's uh, you know, a you sketch. <laughs> yeah, no, a rocking, uh, a rocking. Um, what is it a chisel? Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> no, what oh, am I trying? What am I trying to think of? Are you you know, think of flint? The, oh, flint. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. So that's yeah. what a tablet was back in the day. Um. Anyway, Eddie. <laughs> Yes. Back, yes. Yeah, back to you. <laughs> so obviously you've got your own comedy special coming up, which yeah, um, obviously wanted yes. to give you a bit of an opportunity to promote and whatnot as well, because you've got a Indiegogo for it, is that yes. correct? 
yeah, yeah. Thank you for bringing it up. I uh, I'm recording. Uh, I'm going back to my hometown, uh, Washington D.C. Um, April nineteenth and twentieth for uh, four shows, and I'm trying to uh, shoot. I'm not. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to shoot the four shows and try to cut them into one one hour special. Um, and I'm started. I started Indiegogo campaign about two weeks ago to raise ten thousand dollars, and uh, we just hit sixty two hundred dollars uh, oh, this morning. So, or oh, excellent. Actually, sixty seven hundred. We're almost at seven thousand. Seven. We're almost seventy percent funded. So, oh, as of excellent. this morning. So, um, it's been pretty great, and a lot of the support has come from the Garmy and being on the Ralph Report. And I've got a lot of those people have really gotten behind me, and it's been really cool. Um, and it's I've been in this business for twenty years, and it's it's hard to break through. And you realize a lot of the times you just have to do things yourself to get noticed. And definitely, I I had some success getting on TV and all that stuff, but you know you have to keep pushing forward. And I I got to the point where I'm like you know what I I'm just going to do it, and I just decided to do it. And it's been a great experience the last two weeks just watching how many people do support me and have given me. Some people give me a thousand dollars. Some people give me five hundred. Some people give me one dollar. It doesn't. Ma- I mean, all of it is just amazing to have anyone support you in a way to actually just give you money. So, yeah, it's like it, if ten thousand people give you one dollar, I'm done. I'm set. You reached your target, haven't you? Easily. Yeah, and it's just it's just amazing to see the the outpouring of support from friends from my you know from my old hometown that have pitched in to people that are helping me actually shoot it at a very discounted price because they're going to do it for $10,000 and most comedy specials cost upward between twenty dollars to $30,000 and they're 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 working hard at a discount just because we're friends and they want to help out so yeah that's really lovely especially yeah. you know like you said you've got friends in obviously the right places but the fact that they're willing to um give up you know their time money to actually yeah. help you as well time and money to support me is it's a huge i mean that means people do believe in you and and being in this business long enough you you sometimes doubt like oh my god does anybody believe in me other than myself and yeah. you you find out when you do ask for help there is people there willing to give you help and it's it's you forget that sometimes yeah as yeah. i say don't ask don't get yeah exactly you don't you you really don't realize you know it the answer is always no until you ask. Oh, and, and that's kind of like, you know, for, again, from a small scale, but for this podcast, like, that's a rule that I kind of live by. Cause it's like, if you don't ask somebody if they want to be a guest, for example, on the show, you're never going to know whether that answer might have been yes or no, is it? Yeah. So, and uh, honestly, most of the time people are willing to do things just yeah. because why not, you know? Yeah. Hey. I'm Eddie Pence. You may know me from such shows as The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson. The one in the middle, not the not the guy who sings in the cars, not the one no one liked, but the, the guy with the puppets. I've been going door to door, handing out flyers to get you to help me make it to DC. I've been in the entertainment business a long time. I've been told no a lot. So that's why I want to get out of LA and the politics there and go to DC and get you to help me make the most unspectacular comedy special ever made. I know there's a lot of problems in the world, but take care of those first. And then when you're done with that, click on the link and donate way more than you think you should to help me make my comedy unspecial in my hometown of DC. Why? Because I'm Eddie Pence and I'm kind of a big deal. What the f I'm Eddie Pence and I approve this message. It's a, uh, if anyone's interested, it's on Indiegogo and you just type in 
uh, Eddie Pence's unspecial comedy special. And it's looking like it's going to be great, especially when at one point you're walking towards the camera and you walk past it and you realize that you have to go and come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was trying to make fun of the walk and talks, you know, where people keep walking and talking and I just, you know, I just keep talking as I walk past it. And I'm like, oh, wait, I got to get back in front of the camera. <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to have some fun with uh, the conventions yeah. of uh, walk and talks. It definitely comes across. So you got um, James and Andy, I'll um, send you a, a link to it as well so you Thank can you. watch it. And then there's a there's a visual joke at the end where I grab somebody's cell phone and autograph it. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> and then I hand it back to them. <laughs> I, I, right. I'm curious, Eddie, when you said that you brought all these people together to, to help you put, you know, to help you produce this special. Yes. Uh, my, my question is, What's it like having friends? It's so weird because I didn't think I had any. <laughs> oh, you lonely, James. <laughs> what, what, this strange alien concept you discussed, fr friendship? friendship? <laughs> it's nuts. There's people out there that actually like you if you, just, if you just ask. It's crazy. I didn't think anybody liked me. I really didn't. So that is actually possibilities. Not you it is. To, I There's I people out there that like you. You just have to wow. ask them. Yeah. I thought I had to pay them. No, some you do. Some you do. I mean, I know that's a, that's a legal grey area. <laughs> that's a legal grey area. And, and some will act like they like you just to use you. There's those people too. But there are some people out there that genuinely just like you and want to help you do things. It's crazy. Uh, uh, one day I will hopefully learn what that feeling is like. <laughs> well, you just James, you just got to leverage your network, mate. Everyone's got a network, whatever they do. <laughs> Sit, bring it down. <laughs> but James, um, can I just say that me and Andy would still like to be paid if that's all right, yes, please? No, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Checks are in the mail. Okay, thanks. You don't want to see me without Jaffa Cakes, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah, we pay Andy in Jaffa Cakes. I actually, as a joke, I sent him a box, uh, you know, like a postal box, and I think it had six packets of Jaffa Cakes and some shortbread and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they went in two days. Yeah. <laughs> but Eddie doesn't like orange things. No, I'm not a big orange thing, man. No. Yeah. yeah. Sweet oh. potatoes. Yeah. The, the trust has been lost. <laughs> you wouldn't like my microphone then. No, he, he doesn't have to eat your microphone, so it wouldn't probably be a problem. Uh, so I don't have to eat the orange thing, I'm okay. Oh, right, okay. I was thinking you like fear the colour or something. <laughs> Well, I think well, uh, that, yeah. that would limit your life, wouldn't it? <laughs> the color orange. Well, okay, you guys need to at least listen to the Ralph Report using SoundCloud. Yeah, I think every Monday. Yeah, yeah, because every uh, pretty much every Monday, um, some of them are skipped. But yeah, if you listen to it, you'll hear about Eddie and his weird food habits. Nice. <laughs> yes, they're very interesting. <laughs> I, I am a picky. I'm the pickiest of the picky eaters. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I would have to have a picky contest because <laughs> I can't. I can't go into a restaurant. It's very rare, in fact, that I can go into a restaurant order food without doing substitutions. Oh, I change everything. Yeah. And I usually order off the kids' menu. That's what it ends up coming down, down to. <laughs> <laughs> Although you did have Moroccan the other day. Was it Moroccan? Yeah, I had Moroccan uh, beef. It was like some sort of prune chutney thing on the beef. And I was like, oh, I had to muscle that down. That was hard. Yeah. <laughs> but I was at dinner with my wife, and they were our neighbors, and they invited us over. And I got like, the, she read me the riot act before we know, went over. I'm like, oh, you have to eat, you, you must eat this food. If you do not, you're... So I had to. I had no choice but to try to eat it, and I did. But I'll never eat it again. As long as you don't chew, let oh. it go down in one. 
I held my nose and swallowed. Yeah. Also, Eddie, I would like to publicly apologise to you for leaving a message saying that uh, for you to be blindfolded during the live report so that you uh, <laughs> you couldn't see what you were eating. Oh, yeah, those mushrooms were awful. Oh, my God. <laughs> I felt sorry for the front row because the front row was... Uh, I nailed was, a lady. Yeah. <laughs> I nailed a lady. <laughs> yeah, he, um, yeah, he basically spat out the food and uh, hit somebody. So. <laughs> Somebody got hit with a mushroom. (laughs) It was like Gallagher. (laughs) Uh, It was gross. Yeah, because mushrooms are slimy at better times when they've been anywhere near your mouth. That's just doubling the slime. Oh, so gross. I love mushrooms. Oh, you're wrong. No, so wrong. It's a fungus. Why would you eat a fungus? Why would you eat fungus? Fungus grows in your shower. Why would you eat it? You guys are not going to like oysters then. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I do. That makes me wretch. Slimy oh. things make me wretch. So tomatoes, oh, so. pork pies. We are so much alike. Yeah. <laughs> bananas make me gag just the smell of them. Oh, that's the worst sin. In, if someone opens a banana in the office, they get that. Oh, yes. oh. oh, I'm looking forward to, <laughs> to eating bananas around you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> You watch me, you flounce out of that pub as the quickest you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, we're finding out that Andy is also a very picky he eater. A, so <laughs> he, he, might, he might be an idiot. He might be. <laughs> I think he pretty much is, to be honest. <laughs> I self-identify as a man-child. Yeah. That's, you are definitely an idiot, then. Yeah. yeah. My mum my always likes to tell me, that, remind me of the fact that when I was, I guess, must have been about sort of two or three, you know, when you're being fed in a high chair, um, but you're still able to sort of feed yourself. They would leave stupidly. They left me next to the tumble dryer in the in the kitchen in my high chair, and she was confused as to why there were Brussels sprouts and peas in in the laundry. And then they figured out I was throwing my veg in there, so they moved me next to a plant pot, which was equally as dangerous because then I had a lovely funky smell towards the end of the summer coming from the plant pot from all of the vegetables. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> okay, so Eddie, you're not the only one out there, apparently. <laughs> what about peaches, though, Andy? Oh, um, yeah, they have to be the right consistency. Uh, if they're slimy, no, you forget it. Okay, but peach pie doesn't look appealing. Peach artificial flavouring, no. So, yeah, <laughs> what? I have to prod it. What what about just because it's furry? Oh, it's got hair on it. Take take the skin off of it. Yeah. Oh, so gross. It's because it's, it's, it's not even like a like a five o'clock shadow bristle. It's just no, it's fluff. It's horrible. Yeah, it's gross. It's like licking your own forearm. It's it's like you're biting into a person. Yeah. That is quite frankly the most amazing description of peach I've ever heard. It's like biting into a. It's yeah. the, the skin has the same texture. Skin. It's got the same texture. And it's still, it's as pliable, just enough where you can, like, you break through it. it oh, it's, oh, oh. And then there's a, a giant stone in the middle. Yeah, it looks like a brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, to be fair. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's a disgusting you fruit. Hard, you, you can lose your teeth. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Safety hazard. Right or it's there. potentially a choking hazard as well. Yeah. That depends on how hard you suck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's nuts deep, but I mean, geez. <laughs> and, oh, Andy, I feel like I'm finding out new things about you. Sorry, Eddie. Sorry. Thanks for being oh, here. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like an onion. Yeah. What about cheese crisps? You know, like kind of like what's Oh, God. No, that's wrong. 
Fake cheese. <laughs> oh my god, Eddie, we found your double. He's my soulmate. He's my soulmate. Do you know the most disappointing cheese meal I ever had was in? I think it was like a Best Western in um, Fort Worth in Dallas. <laughs> all the, all this sounds bad right now. Yeah, <laughs> this is not. A shining example, but keep going of her food. Yeah, so imagine my joy at the Breakfast Express buffet when there was uh, cheese omelettes that was basically the thinnest liquid egg that had been cooked with oh, a oh. burger cheese slice in the middle folded, and that was your cheese and cheese omelette. Oh, oh my God, that sounds gross. Was yeah. it really watery by any chance? Uh, it was rubber. It, it, it was like something that you'd give a, a child to chew on. What if it's teething type thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a teething toy. Yeah. yeah. So I just oh. went around to the chill socks section and got myself a pepperoni a pepperoni hot pocket. I went up to my room and microwaved it for my breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, if you were to have pepperoni pizza, would you take the pizza? Would you take the pepperoni off the pizza? <laughs> And eat it separately, or do you eat it all together? I'd eat it all together, but... Oh, he's not your son well, anymore, no. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's, nobody's perfect. If there's any trace of onion on any pizza, that bad boy's been flicked off, along with peppers, any vegetation <laughs> matter. Oh, no, I hate onion. Yeah. I don't... And, uh, pineapple is the worst sin. Yeah. There should be no vegetation on pizza. Yeah. It's got to be meat. Meat all the way. What's your view on fish, then? Oh, no. On Apart pizza. from fish fingers. Fish <laughs> fingers are good. You know, so like the dolphin fingers, I think is what they're called in the US. You know, so like, the like like fish sticks. Yeah, fish sticks. Yeah, yeah. bread breadcrumbs and barely tasteable fish. Yeah, <laughs> just a hint of fish. Just a hint yeah. of fish. Uh, it's basically what any um, university student. So I think it's kind of the equivalent is college, a college in your in America. Yeah, and, and like they basically grow up eating um, fish finger sandwiches. Oh, a triple decker fish finger sandwich. <laughs> With tomato sauce. <gasps> oh, yeah. 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 But no butter, because that's just, that's wrong. Yeah. It's far too many calories as well. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's nothing worse than getting bread stuck to the top of your mouth. <laughs> I think we had a very different university experience. <laughs> I, know, I never went to university. Oh, I went straight from school to work, so I missed yeah. that one. No, I went. Life. I was going to say, I never went to uni either. So <laughs> <laughs> I just. I, never, I don't I know what you guys stuff. think happened at university. I spent most of my time nursing hangovers. So. And burning baked beans to the bottom of pans and leaving the milk out. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched the young ones. I, I know what students are like. <laughs> so, so, Eddie. Yes. yes. Yeah, back to our guest. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> back to you, mate. <laughs> just, uh, I was just wondering, actually, out of curiosity, do you know what codswallop means? I don't. Do you want to hazard a guess at what it means? Codswallop. Yeah. Does it have to do with a fish? Kind of. Because that's cod, right? That's the it cod is. part. Yeah. Uh, but it isn't, it isn't anything to do with the fish, no. Oh. To give you a hint, you, we've, you've just witnessed some cods wallop over the last five minutes. Just not, like nonsense? Just nonsense talking? I mean, that's kind of a PG version of what it is. So, <laughs> so what the um, sort of the X-rated version is, over here we call it kind of like uh, talking rubbish or talking shit. Yeah. So basically, uh, okay. what we, that's what triggered me to ask you. That's basically I, what we do on this podcast is we talk I actually, crap. 
I actually have another podcast I do with another comedian. We call it the Ramble, which is just sort of the same uh-huh. thing, where we just we yeah. just sort of talk about whatever comes up. Yeah. What's yeah. what's that podcast called? Oh, the, the Ramble. ramble. The ramble. Yeah. <laughs> like I just said two seconds ago, yeah. the Ramble. Um, <laughs> but it's I think it's sort of the same idea. It's just you sort of talk and whatever comes up, and you go wherever it goes, and there's nothing yeah. there's nothing too dark to talk about or nothing off limits. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we do go to some dark places sometimes. Some of it does get edited out because I think that's not going to go down well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you don't want the E sticker on on the uh, on the episodes. Oh yeah, uh, we we've got that anyway. <laughs> yeah, we have. Yeah, we've got that anyway. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you know swearing and stuff like that—that's yeah. all considered. So, oh yeah. Jesus, that's, that's all right. I don't want any youngsters <laughs> listening to us. <laughs> I, I just thought that swearing was now like the norm. It should be. Should be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just words. Just words. Exactly. I mean, there's certain words we established yesterday. I mean, Eddie, you didn't obviously. You weren't there, but um, <laughs> we, we established yesterday. I do not like that c word, and we all know which one I'm referencing. And we all are not going to say it because I really hate that word. <laughs> I know, but it's because you 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 didn't read it phonetically. Yes, that's. I I, I understood what. You know, Andy was trying to say. He just found an interesting way of saying it. I just want to say, Andy, earlier when you know, well, you said should, that- should we just before we move on? Should we yeah. actually say what Andy actually said? Because I don't want you to be painted as like a person that was, you know, being horrible or anything like yeah. that. Well, <laughs> let me just flip to the message so I can actually read it in the accent. Okay. So it actually makes sense. Yeah. So, so Eddie, Eddie, hopefully you will understand this. So. <laughs> He's basically going to imitate my accent, so if you can understand me, yeah, it's fine. I would do nothing like that at all. No. La, la, la. Do you want to put some hold music on? Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Your call is important to us. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just going to sit here in silence. It's more fun. <laughs> what I will say is that we probably do talk too much in our chat. Yeah, we definitely do. But we're friends. Yeah, but maybe they need to put a search function in. Oh God, a search function. Yeah. Well, I need to. I need to have somewhere that I know that James has seen it. I need his little icon to um, appear, so yeah. I know that he's seen it. <laughs> Some <laughs> sort of icon, or hand gesture from me. <laughs> yeah, because like quite often I send emails out, and um, Andy will <laughs> reply within like I don't know twenty minutes or uh, you know decent time, and then it's like James, I hear nothing, and I'm like. <laughs> Did you read it? <laughs> and then maybe six, seven hours later, you'll get a thumbs no, up. No, you never reply to the emails. You never reply to the emails. Don't I? No. Well, maybe, actually, you potentially have once. <laughs> but, okay, so I found it. Okay. So it started off with James coming into the uh, the chat. So I went, afternoon. And then James went, is that Gemma Arterton or afternoon? So I said, I'm in pain management mode still, but okay, thanks, how are you? No, as in West couldn't read afternoon. Eddie, did you get any of that? <laughs> I didn't get any of that. <laughs> <laughs> so basically he it's said... It's all right, mate. <laughs> yeah. So. He said West Country, which is <laughs> where I'm from. So I'm from the south southwest of the UK. <laughs> okay. But there was emphasis on the country. <laughs> Couldn't read. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from the countryside. <laughs> I eat straws, I does. <laughs> Again, I've just lost our Somerset listeners, so apologies. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'll find some other regions to pick on. No, no. <laughs> you just leave them alone because we need as many as we can help. All right. Okay, moving on. Right. Um, I had a question for Eddie, actually. Oh, no. please, go just, on. Go for it. Um, uh, kind of a segue on from his last answer. Okay. So, um, so you, you've got your show um, that you're trying to pull together, but uh, I was wondering if you're coming over to the UK when uh, Ralph and Kevin come over to maybe do some shows um, in and around theirs. We really want that to happen. I would love way. to. I would love to, but I, yeah, I'm not going this trip. Maybe maybe next year. I know uh, we'd, we'd love to take the Ralph Report on the road a little bit, but uh, I don't know. I don't think it's possible right now because the workload with him doing Babylon because he writes that show and then for him yeah. to do Ralph Report at the same time would be too much. But uh, I would love to get over there and do some stand-up. I've never done stand-up over there. I would love to. I've heard that the comedy scene is great. Well, there's there's a lot of uh, crossover. Uh, I'll say crossover like, within the podcast that I know I listen to. There's a lot of different comedians who are coming over. Yeah, um, basically on the back, primarily of uh, the Jokers and, and the Kevin Smith um, podcast groups. Um, so yeah, took like Jiggy's coming over in August, and I know like PBR coming over possibly for um, or at least Mike is for for the IJ stuff. So there's a lot of stuff happening in August. So Try and get yourself over. Yeah, I would love. Yeah, I would love to get over there and perform. I mean, it's always been something I've wanted to do. So hopefully yeah. soon. Well, there's at least three people here that would like to. Hopefully, <laughs> that's all I need. That's all I need yeah. for a show. Yeah. We can find a small pub somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we'll heckle you. <laughs> of interest, to Andy, is you raise this? You willing to pay uh, pay for all of these flights, board, etc.? <laughs> no, as as I as, I as think I you made that offer. No, I think you made that offer. Eddie, take him up on that offer. First class, all the way. Let me caveat. Let me caveat. Um, as I said to the PBR and the call and the shop guys, no, it's all your own expenses. I'm just taking all the revenue. <laughs> all reward no risk that's nice yeah that's it yeah you've got you've got the audience perform and then i took all the risk and i'll take the revenue or alternatively what we would happily do is open for you and have a live talking codswallop episode and then you know followed by your show so. oh that would be that would be amazing that would be so much fun <laughs> okay. Then, the, then Eddie would definitely be playing to a crowd of like three people. <laughs> drive everybody out. <laughs> yeah. You do have a risk, Eddie, that it'll start out very full. But when it comes to you, after we've done it, you'll be down to one lone person. <laughs> yeah. You just sleep at the back, yeah. Yeah. or just our parents. <laughs> we then leave and we get off stage. Trust me, they will have gone. They will have gone. There'll be some lonely bloke who's fallen asleep. It just it's a nice warm place. He's got the racing post in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> Where am I? Yeah. Or yeah, or he's a homeless person who yeah. um, just wandered if on in off the street. Yeah. Um well I mean I've got every faith in this podcast, but there you go. <laughs> Eddie, as a just can I ask you a very quick question. Uh, yeah. You obviously mentioned Robin Williams earlier as being an influence. Would you say he's, he has been your biggest influence in stand-up? Com- um, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think so. He he, had, as a child, I really he really introduced me into that world. He was the first comic I saw. Um, I don't know if I've been. I like I liked his ability to play off whatever was happening in the room. Like his, he's very improvisational. I don't do a very improvisational act, but I do. When I go into the crowd, I try to, you know improvise some and I'm, but as far as comics i've looked up to i 
Um, I don't know. I because I was a huge star of like comedic actors more than stand-up comedians, like Gene Wilder, Tim Conway, even Buster Keaton with the silent films and Charlie Chaplin, and so and you know Laurel and Hardy, yeah. uh, Marx Brothers. Like that's the stuff I loved watching as a kid more than stand-up comics is um i try not to watch i don't watch a lot of stand-up unless they're my friends because i one i don't want to be sort of influenced by what anybody's talking about and two i've seen so much being in clubs for 20 years i just don't it i don't unless it's like a comic that really like a comics comic we just lost brody stevens a couple weeks ago uh and he was one of those comics where you would watch every time because it was always something different and he was a, just a special type of person you'd watch go up. And another one I always, I, I used to open for uh, Ian Bag a lot uh, years ago. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Ian Bag. He's a I'm Canadian comic. He's in he's in the U.S. now, but he does an entirely improvised show. It's all crowd work. Um, and I would sit in the back, and I learned a lot watching him just uh, how to deal with an audience and how to bring everything together at the end. And um, if you ever get a chance to see him live, it, it doesn't always translate well when you watch it on TV because crowd, you know, crowd work stuff doesn't always translate unless you're in the room. But if you ever get a chance to see Ian Bag live, he's amazing to watch live. Um, so I, I, he influenced me a lot. I, um, but that, I guess maybe that kind of answers your question. I don't know. Mm, but, no, no, that's, that's good. Thank you. Yeah, because yeah, it's also like George Carlin as well, isn't there? Yeah, I grew up. I, I watched George Carlin. I watched uh, you know Richard Pryor, Seinfeld, Sam Kennison, Rodney Danger. Like I watched all those guys when I finally got to watch HBO <laughs> when I was a kid. But uh, um, I don't know how much they influenced me, other than just introducing me to the art of it, of yeah. the stand up, and going, "Oh, this is something that can be done," and watching people do it really well. But I don't think I'm influenced uh, how I do stand up or what I talk about by them i don't there's not a style i think i've been influenced by other than just appreciating and being introduced to the art form through them yeah sort of real life stuff as well is quite fun as well isn't it yeah to me that's the stuff that that resonates the most when you can talk about yourself and make it relatable to everybody because we all we're all going through the same human experience you know yeah yeah exactly I listen to a lot of um, UK comedy, and there's a couple of comedians who've got their own uh, radio show, and so I listen to their podcast. And what uh, the the guy Jason Manford asked another comedian a very good question because uh, they were married to another comedian, and I was, I was just wondering for yourself when you're around other comedians and you're just out grabbing a bite to eat, you know, grabbing some fresh air, and you all see something funny. Would you be the first one to own what you've <laughs> you, just seen? You mean like I call that? <laughs> yeah. like, that's uh, this mine. is mine. No one else is having this. This is my story. <laughs> uh, I don't. I've never been in that experience where something like usually if something happens and it's funny, it's like you, at least the comics I've hung around, we sort of talk about it and joke around about it. But I, it never seems to make it. I've never seen it made it into anyone else's act, and I've never really brought it up. It's just sort of. I guess if you saw something so hysterical, you just kind of keep quiet and go, that one's going to be mine. Like, you just don't even acknowledge it. Because <laughs> his example was he was in the park with another comedian and he saw somebody trying to punch a pigeon and he just turned around immediately and said, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess you would have to, if you saw something like that, you would have to call it. Yeah. So you've never been in that position where you've... you've I've, never, to... I, I've never had to be like, no, that one's mine. That's mine. That just yeah. happened. That's mine. Yeah, I've, we've we've said things in conversation with other comics. We've been hanging out and talking, and something will come up, and the guy's like, "That's funny. Can I use that?" And then you, just, you know, yeah, go ahead. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, but that's got to be the hardest thing in the writing process, isn't it? It's not 
subconsciously taking other people's material. It is. It's the parallel thinking that sometimes you don't even realize you do. Like, and there's been cases where I've written jokes and then someone's like, you know, someone else has a joke really similar to that. I'm like, really? And then they'll show it to me on TV or whatever. Or I'll, I'll be at a club. I'm like, oh my God, that is, that's the same premise. But it's, and we don't even know each other. It's, it happens. Parallel thinking happens because, you know. Because so, I know some comedians now will tweet, as soon as they've written a joke or thought of a joke, they'll tweet it. So they've got. Yeah. It's a way to timestamp it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sort of oh, copywriting that, it kind of thing. Yeah, but that I, amazed I, me. I always feel like as if, if you're talking about yourself and your own life experiences, then you can make, and you're making that bit yours, then mm. no one else can really copy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, if you're talking about some sort of thing you've created or you're making up or some sort of observation you're seeing, then yeah, that can be taken. You know, someone else can have the same similar thought. But like, you know, because I have a kid and I do a lot of parenting material and there's tons of comics and they're all doing parenting material but if you make it individual to your own experience or it's, if it's a situation that's so unique to what you've gone through with your child then no one can copy that it's yeah. yours yeah. you know so like, you try to like make it your yours. son with uh blueberries <clears throat> yeah blueberries. like the blueberry thing yeah <laughs> uh i have a joke now about my son he wanted me he didn't want to know what his butthole looked like <laughs> and i was like i was i'm trying to explain how a butthole looks and then he's like i have an idea why don't you just take a picture of it and i'm like so there's this whole bit about me dealing with trying to take a picture of my son's butthole so he can see what his butthole looks like. But, like, that's my joke. That's yeah. That experience happened. And some other comic couldn't come up with that out of the blue. Or, and it'd be hard for them to rip that off because it's so unique. <laughs> oh, I bet so. you're glad that happened in this generation <laughs> so. and not back in the day of the, where you had to take it to a chemist and go, you developed these for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can take a picture some, but it might be a few years before you see me again. Yeah. <laughs> you could have been over and spread them for 35 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> develops. <laughs> um, I don't know, Eddie. If you wanted, did you want to tell the story about the blueberries? Or um, yeah, my uh, my son was into uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and we were watching uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And after the movie, he 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 went to my he came up to me. He's like, Daddy, I gotta. You know how your penis gets hard sometimes? I'm like, Yeah, yeah, buddy, I know. He's nine, so this is all new. Um, and he goes, uh, yeah, after a violet turned into a blueberry, my, my penis kind of got hard. I'm like, okay, all right. I don't know what this means. I don't know what this means. Suddenly there's a parental lock on all blueberry sections. Yeah, I guess. Well, apparently there's a, now I guess through, uh, I guess there's a fetish about, well, there's a blueberry fetish. I didn't even know. I guess this, watching something inflate actually does arouse certain people. Okay. Apparently I'm introduced to all of this because I mentioned it on the Ralph report, and then a bunch of people started chiming in, like, "No, this is an actual fetish that some people develop about things inflating." <laughs> <laughs> and and Violet and and apparently Violet is the poster girl for this fetish. I'm glad I lead a sheltered life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just God. glad I haven't got any children at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a it's a unique experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but so again yeah, that's my and... that's my that's my experience who else is going to copy that and like if it's personal to you it's yours you know yeah exactly <laughs> oh that is such a great i love that story that it's really funny <laughs> um i don't know how how are you doing on time did you need to oh, yeah. sort of get going I got, you... I got a little bit more time i gotta pick my son up at school in a little bit but yeah Okay, no problem. Because um, I was just thinking, if unless the guys have got any other questions, I had one one other question. Okay, yeah. um, that was just on 
What's harder for you? Is it the, the writing process or is it getting up for the first time to present your material? Uh, writing's the, I love performing. Like I, the writing is the difficult thing for me. Like sitting there, right? Cause I do most of my writing on stage. I'll think of a premise or an idea and I'll just take it up on stage and try to craft it up there over a, a, you know, a set number of shows. I'll keep trying different things with it. But like actually sitting down and putting pen to paper and writing, that's always been sort of difficult for me because I, I love performing so much that it, that's what I look forward to. I, I, the, the, the writing is the work part for me and the yeah. performing is the play part. And I look forward to the playing part. Do you have a routine? Before you start writing, like, okay, so you're going to do these things and then by 12 o'clock you've sat down, you'll bang out 40 minutes and go off. No, I yeah, wish well. I was that, I wish I was that structured. <laughs> just, yeah. It's sort of like I'll be driving around and an idea pops in my head and then I'll, I'll jot down the idea and then hopefully I come back to it later and I can read it and remember what I was thinking and then try to write off of that. It's a terrible writing process. It's awful. Oh, the, the um, curse of the quick note. That's what it is. And like, yeah, yeah. Altus, yeah. what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah, you just write down three words. And you're like, what? Did owl have, owls have teeth? I don't understand why this is funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you write these stupid things down, and that's what happens. And you, but like the ones you do keep that you remember, they, they turn into good bits. And I, like I said, I usually do most of my writing on stage. I'll think of a couple ideas I want to talk about before I go up, and I'll tuck them into my act somewhere between the beginning and the end, and. See if I can come some something comes out of it, and it takes a while to get the process down. Where you got to craft the beginning and the middle and the end of the joke, and sometimes it's the I'm still working on the ends to some jokes I've had for two or three years that have a good end to them, but they could have a better end. So it's just it's a process, and everybody's is different. I have to say, I'm sitting here at the moment as you're talking, and I can't I can't take the smile that's off my face right now because it's just I've got such the massive massive I've got the biggest <laughs> smile on my face as I'm listening to you talk so it's so nice to hear somebody sort of talking so passionately about what they do oh thanks. yeah you're, you're welcome <laughs> I feel I feel like you thought that was a bit awkward then sorry <laughs> yeah should, should James and I just step back a bit <laughs> no no not at all it is you can you can hear people's like you know when they really really love something you can hear the passion in people's voices can't you and that's sort of what I'm sort of smiling at yeah. so I just yeah, yeah I just oh. wanted to say thanks yeah it's a special it's a special art form and I'm very appreciative I get to do it yeah I have a random question because yeah. it was something that um, is actually applicable to all of us. Um, so basically, I, when I'm at work, I've noticed that I basically, when I'm concentrating, because I, I do um, customer service. So when I'm, cust uh, when I'm, uh, let me start again. You're cussing customers. <laughs> yeah, well, basically, yeah. When, <laughs> when I'm at my computer and I'm sort of reading emails and things like that, I've noticed that subconsciously I pull faces and not, not meaning to, but I always do like a, you know, like the typical trout pelt type face yeah. when I'm actually concentrating <laughs> on what I'm doing. And, um, I just wondered if any of you have ever noticed any like silly things that you do when you're concentrating. I, uh, I think all, I, oh, sorry, ahead, I was going to say this all stems from the other day when I was at a comic con and there was a professional artist, so a comic book artist who was actually sat drawing away with his tongue hanging out of his mouth. Mm. And then it made me think, what do I do? 
And, and I've realised, obviously, the thing that I do now. So I'm going to have wonderful wrinkles that, you know, when I get a bit older. <laughs> but, yeah. I, just... I, uh, I furrow my brow. Like, I really, like, furrow my brow. Like, I have, like, these two deep lines between my eyebrows. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they, they've come up. They've been there. Like, I guess I've always done it. And so now I have these two wrinkles between my eyebrows where I furrow my brow when I'm concentrating. I look evil when I'm doing it. <laughs> Because I have like a very strong brow anyway, because of like I guess I'm German, so I look I have very deep set eyes and very strong brow. So I furrow my brow, and people are like, oh my god, you're scary looking. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm a friendly person. Just talk to me, but people stay away. Furiously munching on your muesli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, James? Um, I think I'll probably do a slight pout, but I also think I'd just get really slitty, steely eyes when I'm really concentrating. So, <laughs> And last but not least, Andy Barr. What is your response? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you do, Andy? Make yeah. it good. I'm, I'm an open book, so you can see what I'm reading and how I'm reacting to it. <laughs> so, you know, so as we said earlier, you know, I, I work in IT, so some of the emails I get, you remember the Chandler's face when he was like, what the actual fuck face? Yeah. You'll see sometimes a lot of that kind of twitching going on and eye rolling or deep size <laughs> or amusement. You know, how, how did you manage? How is that even possible? <laughs> <laughs> Why have you got cheddar all over your mouse? But I thought it might need feeding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. You know, you, you don't swing things around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is, it is weird when you hear about other people's jobs, isn't it? <laughs> um, the last thing that I wanted to do was just a quick fire round of, uh, would you rather's? Uh, if you, yeah. <laughs> so, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. <laughs> no. <laughs> I only, I only select a couple. So, hold on. Would you rather have the ability to read mine? Uh, sorry, sometimes when I read, I get a little bit um, muddled up. So, yeah. Would you rather have the ability to read minds or would you... <laughs> Ooh. Sorry. Do, do we need to get you text to speech? No, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's no, an open-ended question. Rather... This is really yeah. funny. This oh, Gemma's really... read something no, so me... shocking. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's it's not as bad as that. Would you rather that me and James played back in the day? Oh, oh that's terrible. Anyway, you'll you'll understand why I'm laughing in a minute. Would you rather have the ability to read minds, or would you rather just have the ability to read? <laughs> <laughs> we know what, we know what Gemma's answer is going to be. <laughs> read minds, yeah. <laughs> oh. Anybody want to answer? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Who's that? all right. I thought uh, we'd just close to that one. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> ten constructs, coherent sentences. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to read minds. I don't, I don't want, want to know the real, real truth. truth. I'm happy, happy taking, taking things at face value. Okay, yeah. so you just want ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> it yeah. really is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I like my shoes. I don't care if no one else doesn't. Point to shoes are in. Yeah, I'd like to be able to read minds for just like an hour or so, just that so you really get to, you know, you really think, hmm, that person, ah, I need to be a little bit careful around you or whatever. Well, if you're adding caveats to it, then it's not really the question. Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's my podcast. Eddie, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she says that to me all the time. You got the tone. She got. Yeah, when you get that tone, she means yeah. business. You don't no. cross the line. Yeah, she's not apparently now. She's got the steel eyes. <laughs> How did you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Would you rather eat chocolate flavored poop or eat poop flavored chocolate? Well, I'm a fan of moose, so I'll go for the uh, the poop. Jesus, man, poop. You've, gone with, you've gone with the you know texture okay. and everything. Yeah, I'm a, that's what I keep saying. I'm a taste and texture man. Okay, oh. so you'd rather have diarrhea poo? Okay. Yeah, as long as it's chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would go with the poop flavored chocolate. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Is that is that so you don't have to eat the chocolate? Yeah. Sorry. You would eat a chocolate bar that tasted of poo rather than poo that tasted of chocolate. Yeah, because you're not really eating. Because you're not eating poo, then. Yeah, but there's nutrients, there's proteins. It's got some value, but at least it tastes like chocolate. But it's <laughs> angle, But the way I understand it is, it is chocolate. It just tastes bad. Yeah, it's just bad tasting chocolate, which I've had before. Oh, the gag reflex. Oh, no, right I off. I couldn't <laughs> eat. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm diabetic anyway, so I can't eat yeah. it anyway, so I'm out. <laughs> All right, then. So for the diabetic... Okay, go on. Would you rather have a poo that tasted of a sausage roll or a sausage roll that tasted of poo? Ah. Oh. <laughs> and, yeah, Eddie if, you, Eddie, if you don't know what sausage roll, and for international audience, it's... Um, pork mince wrapped in puff pastry. You know, that's a really hard one, Andy, because I really love sausage rolls. Yeah, but so it comes down to your tasting. I think I'd have to taste the sausage roll. I wouldn't. I wouldn't care what I was eating. Yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> just, just, just close my uh, close my eyes and open my mouth, sort of thing. Yeah, lie back and think of England. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it tastes so lovely. <laughs> Okay, last one. Would you rather fart popcorn or have your past and future web browsing history available to everybody? Oh, fart pop. Oh, fart popcorn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys have clearly been looking at dodgy stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fart. I'll fart. I'll never go hungry. Yeah, bonus, you got popcorn. There's no, that's a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're feeling particularly hungry, you're just whacking a load of beans, job done. And your pop, and your farts smell like popcorn. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Comes with his own caramel. I don't really sauce. see a downside to farting popcorn. No, yeah. I don't really either. <laughs> Although, to be fair, the caramelization process could be quite painful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, or if it's you something. eat enough chilies, you know. <laughs> or oh, the hot butter. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, it seems like a good place to end the episode there. <laughs> so, Eddie, thank you so much for being a guest on our on our show. Thanks um, for asking me. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, anytime, honestly, you're welcome. So, uh, did you ha- want to sort of promote any of your social media or your Indiegogo again or anything like that? Yeah, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Eddie Pence, E D D I E P E N C E, on both. Um, and I usually post about the Indiegogo thing on both of those, or you can just go to Indiegogo.com and type in uh, Eddie Pence on Special Comedy Special, and it should pop up there. And we're, uh, the campaign goes for another 20 days, and we're about 
3,500 short of our goal right now. So come on, people, let's do it. Anything would help and appreciate it. So get clicking. Yeah. So thank you guys. Indeed. Send over those dollars. <laughs> you so, could all get, major credit cards are accepted yeah I was going to say you could get a che- cheeseburger at McDonald's or help somebody have their career <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. so simple yeah exactly. uh, comedians for life not just for Christmas yeah <laughs> <laughs> comedians for life not just for one mouthful <laughs> oh no <Yeah. laughs> always lowering the tone jam Dragged it to the gutter, <laughs> smashed it underfoot, and mushed it around. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, I'm so sorry. I didn't even think that that was <laughs> that bad when I was saying. So I was saying it. I was just meaning somebody that... needs to open the window and let some cold air in. You know, Eddie could use that as your own tagline. <laughs> oh, please do. But can you give me a credit if you do? <laughs> I've got a banner behind you on stage. <laughs> okay, well, at that point, this point, I think we've been talking enough Codswallop. So I've been Gemma. I've been James. I've been Andy. And thank you again, Eddie. I'm Eddie. Thank yeah. you, guys. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> Sorry. It's so nice talking to you guys. I really didn't think it sounded as bad until it came out of my mouth. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's Talking Codswallop. If you enjoyed this episode, why not go back and listen to the previous episodes? You can find Talking Codswallop on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Codswallop Pod. This podcast is available on Podbean, No Phony Podcast Network, iTunes, Stitcher and many other podcast mediums. Thank you for listening to our Codswallop.